All right, hello. So, right off the bat, I know the first thing people want to hear is about that that uh, little dirty tweet of mine that uh, you know maybe a few people have seen, and, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it at the end. But first, I I would like to speak with my friends about some stuff. We this is not a drama podcast. We're not afraid to get into it, but we're we're gonna do things uh, a little slowly. You know, dip your dip your little toe in the the cold water. You know. So I have with me today, I have my friend Abdullah, who you might know as Cody Hooley, and we have the brother Mo, who is James Gray. Yes, brother Mo. Yeah, maybe some people don't actually know, but you you really are brothers, but it's, yeah. uh, that was not a, a fact early on, right? No, I mean, uh, Contrary to popular belief, we are not all. So I'm sorry for a lot of the people that you know accused us when we were literally children. But it's fine. Um, I understand why. Um, no, we are brothers. Yes, real life brothers. But you know, you acted exactly like alts, right? Like if, yeah. I, if I had to write a match with Christina Krovac, I would message. <laughs> I would message you, and I, I like almost mm. frustrated. I'd be like, "Hey, can fucking Christina log in? Like we have to write the match." And then you'd be like, "Yeah, let me let me get her." And then you'd log off and Christina would log in. It's at that point, you know, it, it becomes a little, uh, a little suspicious, right? Well, it you gets, it gets sticky when, when Mo logs into my Facebook and, uh, writes a promo or whatever, like it tags a bunch of people. Listen, I think it was you and Lily. Yeah. Let's elaborate. We shared, yeah, yeah. We shared a laptop, so we didn't have the luxury <laughs> of having our own PCs. So there was a mistake here and there, but um, sorry to burst the bubble. We're not alts. <laughs> We're not alts. No, but they, they sound similar. So you're just going to have yeah. to uh, really, yeah. Yeah, distinguish between the two. But The one with more emotions is me, and then Abdullah has <laughs> sure. no emotions. So. Okay. I, there, it, no, there's, there's some emotion sometimes. I mean, maybe a lot of people don't also know that the, the infamous quack gesture... <laughs> actually came from a snapchat from abdullah that's actually his voice saying the yeah. quack uh, maybe people re don't realize it but once you do you can't unhear it because you know there's there's no yeah. uh motion within the uh the voice there <laughs> very true that's uh gonna haunt me for the rest of my life but um i know you, you have other um animal sounds for me I do. locked up somewhere i do i, mean, I have a vault i have a vault and the highly requested meow is is still <laughs> on my shelf and one day we'll we'll bring it out but there needs to be a little right. bit of a you know time between the the two and and you know we have breath picking up a lot right yeah we, exactly yeah so so it's no longer your problem thankfully so let's get into a little something here I'm curious to ask, like, it's something we've talked about before, discussed, and you might have an answer already, but there's there's a line that's often referred to in Second Life. Mm -hmm. It's like, some people take Second Life Wrestling way fucking too seriously, and B, some people treat it like nothing at all. So there's arguments for both sides, and, like, I know people that argue on both sides. I'm, I'm curious to know, like, what you both think is... Like, what is your side of this? How would you yourself, like, define that line? Like, what's an acceptable amount of, of like, seriousness in Second Life wrestling or Second Life in general? And, and like, what would you say you've seen that's, like, too much? Um, I'll go ahead and start here and just yeah. say that I feel like we all play this as a game and we're all here to have fun. So I think the line is there is no line until it gets personal to the person behind the computer um, in a sense where you attack their real life or whatever it is outside of the character that's in Second Life. I don't believe there is a line because you do have two or three of us that are controversial here or done controversial things that could be crossing the line. Just say names. But it's always like, like no, the three of us here, like in this conversation, like, for example, uh, Christina Krovac and Chloe Valentine, there was a controversial thing with that storyline where uh, Christina would make fun of Chloe's dead mom, but that was right. all in character. And Abdullah calling himself God, um, that people took offense to that. And then your tweet, which we're gonna delve into later, <laughs> um, that, that, that's all in character stuff. So I think when it's the line for me personally, and should be for everyone really, is 
is when it doesn't go too personal in the sense where you're making fun of the person behind the computer or you're trying to take digs on right. someone not based on the character, like right. unwarranted. Yeah, I, I mean, there, I, I tweeted about this too, like recently about the taking it seriously. And I think where, like, my view on like the line of crossing between taking SL too seriously, I think it, in terms of like where people, and I'm not here to judge anyone's real life or whatever, you know, how they, seriously they take it, which I mean, everyone should really take their real life seriously, but I'm not here to judge what people do in their real lives. But when this world starts like, Oh, you get upset because, and uh, again, we've all been there. I've been there in the point where, like, I'd get upset. Some or someone joins the Fed, and it's like he gets a push before me or whatever. And you go on Facebook and write your little rant about it or whatever, like, and it affects you in real life. When you close a computer, you walk away, and it like it, it still has that lingering whatever. It's, I think, that's where, at least in VWE, where we are at now. I think we've done a good job in where like everyone is. You know, everyone's comfortable. Like the, the word "community," I feel like it's so like um, overused. And like when everyone is trying to force each other to get along, when you know, if you, you just you can't get along with everybody, but if you're trying to force it, there's always going to be like backlash. Right? I think now we're at a point where like everyone is doing their own thing in their own feds, and it's like everyone is kind of a bit distant, but but it kind of works. And like I. I don't really focus on what other people are doing much and because I don't take this world too seriously and I don't yeah. like I, I take the my matches seriously and what I do seriously on a Friday but like I'm not gonna be upset if some my opponent can't make a to, like we're gonna work on a match and oh he has to go I don't know take his kid to school or whatever and I'm like, oh you should be here instead and working this match like it's not that deep and I think people cross that line like I've faced people that like my grandfather died in real life and they were telling me that I had to be there in the match right. I'm like, I don't give a shit about yeah. a match right or second life wrestling. So there's like, there's definitely a line in that aspect yeah. of wrestling wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. They, like through that, there, there's one thing that you mentioned, like we're, we're doing your own thing. I think now more than ever, I see less people from other feds in the crowd and more people from yeah. other places, which is cool. Um, my personal yeah. belief on that is like, Real life should always exclusively come first. Like, that should not be a surprise. But weirdly enough, it's a surprise to some people. Uh, you should not take Second Life Wrestling so seriously that you treat other people like shit. Or you act like a, a diva when, like, a match result doesn't go your way. Or, like, or you just don't get your way in general and act like a child. Like, it, it's too much. Like, get over it. Like, but what I will say is if you are putting an effort... Like, if you were constantly putting in effort to advertise your show and you have fans showing up, one, like, little thing that I would share with people is, like, you are now suddenly dealing with people that are spending their time to come watch your show. And, like, time, ultimately, re regardless of it being second life or not, time is, like, a valuable currency. And that should not be taken, like, as lightly as some people take it. If there are even five people at your show watching it from start to finish, that's enough for me, personally, as a person, to decide okay, I'm going to try to do something that's, like, fun to watch. Like, I'm going to put a little care into it. And I yeah. just don't see that, you know, always. It's, like, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, there's also, like, a, again, like, taking it seriously in terms of, like, yeah, like I said, I take my matches seriously. And, like, when I'm working with someone, I'm aware of the fact that we're both spending our time, whether it's an hour or two, working on this match. We're taking out of whatever else we could be doing to, out of our real life. None of us are getting paid. Yeah. And we're working on the match together to, you know, to, to do it. And, like, if the other person is showing a lack of, like, like th there is some level of seriousness. You need to take it. Take it like you can't just, like, yeah, you're dealing with people have time. the other person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't just, like, let them do the, all the work and just, yeah. like, if there's no, like, valid reason and you're just lazy, yeah, then I'll, I'll have an issue and I'll bring it up with you directly. Yeah, but, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, people know I'm infamous for spending, like, a lot of time to prepare for matches, like, between, like, countless yeah. hours of animating. And the bottom line is, like, it, it's spare time for me, and, like, it's fun. Like, I, I work full-time. I have a social life. Like, I'm not here to waste away in Second Life. And, and trust me, when you were on your fucking deathbed, you were not going to be groaning out some words like, uh, I was a former VWE world champion. Like you're, you're really, truly not because no one cares. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No one cares when you log off. Like it, it truly does not matter. What matters is how you're going to treat people like around you because one day it, it truly, it's not going to matter. 
at all. So what's going to matter is like how people remember you as a person, like based on your interactions and like, and, and that's the bottom line really with that. Yeah. hundred percent agreed. Um, you maybe a Delamorn specific. I know Mo, you like weren't as like all over the place, but Abdullah, you were like, you were around the grid, like kind of all over the place. Uh, you were at VWE, Fusion, Rogue, DIE, like maybe I'm missing some. But of course, no, right. Mo, like Mo spent his fair share of time. But how would you say that your experience differs being like in another Fed back then or even like a couple years ago to like, what you're doing now and, and be honest i am curious to know like what yeah. you both have enjoyed the most and what you have not enjoyed at all or the least yeah it's almost even like we just compare vw now to what it was before like even, i look at that also as like separate feds that i've worked in honestly it's like yeah now it, it, it i don't like there's no i don't feel the weight or pressure like i think I'm sure we'll get on to like the past VW whatever. So maybe I'll just focus on the other feds that you mentioned. I like I, I had a good time in like Rogue and Fusion and DIE like for what it was, but I've always felt like I, I don't know about you guys, but <clears throat> being in VW majority of like the 13 years we've been doing this, like there's always been this like where people look at VW a bit differently. It's almost like the the cool thing to hate VW or like hate the yeah. people in VW. So I think sometimes I've people always think we're snobs because I, I get that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of the time, yeah. And I remember like if you, some of the places I've gone to and it's like I, I've never 100% felt comfortable. It's always just I always felt like people were looking at me in a different way or like, yeah, you know, when, I, when I'd come back from a match, like I'd done a match and then I'd come back to the call, it would just be like, uh, you know, whatever, silent. And then like the other match comes back and no shade, whatever, but like it wasn't better than my match. Um, and they'd come back and everyone losing their shit because they're like those, they're, you know, they're guys, they're, they've yeah. been there the whole time. Yeah. Just I stepped in for you know, a storyline or two and I, maybe, okay, I, I got the world title storyline right away. And again, it shouldn't really matter. It's just a part of a story yeah. and I've helped the world champion, you know, progress his, whatever his reign. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, they're always felt like, people are like looking at me differently yeah. in that. That's why I've never lasted too long in those places. And I'll just leave. I just, I never feel comfortable as I do in VWE normally. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, topic yeah. and like experience going to places like that. But yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see how Mo feels about this because Mo for us, it's a little different because we both yeah. used to kind of play on like the, the, you know, female avatars and we, we did yeah. Fox and, and that sort of stuff. And like, VW was always sort of there. We we didn't have yeah. the experience of being like, okay, VW exclusive for so long. And like yeah. now you're branching out to other feds. You're kind of just always, you know, doing something, you know? Yeah. So for you, like, how did you feel that, you know, differed from like his experience? Um, I feel like obviously starting off as Christina, um, I felt like there, uh, especially the women's division in, in most feds wasn't, um always up there um it, and that's the truth like the the focus was always on the men's division and the men used to get most of the stuff um and then i remember hawks being there around that time when i started and um i thought i would join there just to focus christina a bit more um and being there for the time it was and and back then i feel like it was good for the women's division and all feds because I feel like I've worked with most of the people in Second Life Wrestling, at least for, in the start. Yeah. Um, and worked with the big names, um, you know, and then that's where Christina and Lily had their, uh, the Hell in a Cell match that was like way ahead of its time for that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, was, that was something else. But then a little inside scoop for you all that no one knows, and I don't think most people know because only the owners of that fed knew. Um, but there was a time where as playing Christina and being in the VWE, there was the whole exclusive deal and you couldn't, and there was something, and everyone knows this, I'm pretty sure that if you were to work in other feds, you were told that you will not get the same opportunities as others just because you work in other feds. Yeah. Um, uh, so I had to make an alt. So I did have an alt. I was an alt at one point. <laughs> um, I had a completely different character. Um, 
I don't think anyone would remember her. Her name was Kimberly Linata, and it was for a um, a Fed called. Oh my God, this is gonna be so embarrassing. Apologies to the Fed, but I think it was called um, ACW for a little while. I think I remember. Um, I think I remember ACW. Yeah. yeah. It was Jack Citron and um, Kristen Airy, Airy yeah. Lauren. Um, they had run that Fed, and we were friends back then. And they said they were opening up a Fed, and uh, I said I'd join there. And then they put the world title on me, the women's world title on Kimberly Lenata, and it was fun for that time because I felt like I was doing something different. And yeah. WWE started feeling mundane because of that said rule yeah, that you couldn't yeah. wrestle anywhere. There were a lot um, of restrictions, and there and were so there, yeah. still to this day you see them sometimes, but. Back then, it was like you had to sign a fucking no card, like that you were not yeah. going to wrestle somewhere else, and that's what kind of drove some people away. Back then, like yeah. wrestling a few times a week, it was popular. Like I did it, and you know, a lot of us did it. But mm -hmm. now it's it's not the same. Yeah. But um, in terms of like in terms of all of that, um, and, and the way matches worked back then it's obviously vastly different and we all know that and i have to say that yeah. the, my at my personal favorite match that i've gotten to watch in sl was actually the ladder match that you and uh, you guys did with the carsons at wrestle series 13 because when i watched yeah. it it actually felt like for the first time i'd seen in second life next to uh next to king of the arena that you guys did that year as well yeah. and also um i really love that uh triple threat match between Danny and Betty and Tracy at WrestleSeries 14. Um, it's just that match, though, is like all around, like in my history of being around, a match like that had never been done so tech, like it's so technically advanced. Um, I don't think anyone else in the community that could say that they pulled something like that off. And and before you say like, oh, yeah, I had a great ladder match. Like, that's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just the, the it, it's not a dig at anybody. It, it, this is subjective. It's opinion. And despite how good the writing was it's not about the card it's not about like the moves you did it is just completely yeah. for the fact that up until that point the use of scripts and like building had not been integrated in the match in this way before like it was so extremely fluid you basically at that point got rid of the old-fashioned way of using props where you have to like all right guys let's it's laggy let's go into the inventory and we're going to attach and yeah. you know it's going to be a couple yeah you know, minutes before it attaches or you grab the ladder, you res it and it reses in the fucking corner of the ring where you didn't aim for. And so you have to right click and edit. Yeah. And there, there was none of that. It was like you, it was completely like, bam, bam, bam. Like here's completely set up exactly how you needed it. So for the both of you, what would you say sort of cracked the code of being like, fuck the normal way of, of putting something like this together and and you pulled it off so i'm just curious what what your thoughts were going into something like that um i'll make it short of mine just because i mean the majority of all the like cool stuff and like how fluid it looked was 100 percent a thousand million percent mo um I, w I was just there literally but it i think it, it was interesting because like going into a ladder match i think it almost from the King of the Arena match we did with all five or six of us, I think that kind of changed the outlook on a ladder match because ladder matches used to be like this boogeyman match that no one really wanted to do because it always looked messy. No, and no matter, and no one's fault and no one's, you know, lack of skill or lack of trying or whatever. It's just there were limitations of what people thought they could do in SLA wrestling when it comes to ladder matches. And like, the chain, you know, the, you guys using the scripts and all of that, it completely changed my outlook on ladder. I remember. The first time I left, v well, not the first time I left VWE, but when I left VWE after, I can't remember what year it was, but we did a, like a King of the Arena ladder match. Um, and, sorry, <laughs> we did a King of the Arena ladder match. And um, the, um, I quit after that because it was a fucking nightmare, to be honest. And because, you know, trying to get people to get together and all that. But then the match itself was just a nightmare to write and work through. Um, and then fast forward to the, the last King of the Arena we did with that match, that completely changed my outlook just because of how easy it was with, because of the scripts, because of Mo's work and yeah. all of that. It completely changed my outlook. Now I'd like, I look forward, if I, if I see a ladder match, 
like I'd be excited to be in a ladder match now yeah. rather than before. I'd fucking hate my life. I'd want to leave. If no, I you you guys fucking match. scared us actually away from doing ladder matches from that point. So that's why that's why <laughs> King of the Arena changed from ladder match format to Ultimate X because I was literally like, I don't care what you say or what anyone says. Like you, that match like it, it could not be topped in the way that they, you know, pulled it off for the yeah. scripts and Mo. Like that's the first time that you or you tried it at King of the Arena, obviously. Yeah. And so then you kind of took the initiative to to try it a little bit more, and then you were obviously successful. Yeah. But um, back then I there think, was nothing um, like that, right? And and no, you weren't nothing. trying shit like that back then either. So no, yeah. So this all started when I started building. So I started meshing, and then later on scripting, thanks to Mikey's help, um, co-owner of Fight. Um, the scripting came a bit after I started meshing because. I started meshing based on necessity and wanting to learn, really. I've always wanted to learn how to 3D model and all that. Um, but then I actually got to it when we, when I wanted to do it on my own terms. Um, and starting to mesh, um, then moved on to scripting with the help of Mikey and teaching me the ropes. Um, that opened a lot of doors because for me personally, I'm a perfectionist. I am... I have OCD. <laughs> I, I like things to be perfect and very meticulous in the way things move and how they look, especially in a virtual world. I want it to be as realistic for as an experience, not only for myself, but for the people watching. Because at the end of the day, we are doing this for fun. But at the same time, people are watching. People are taking time out yeah. of their day to come and watch this and to be entertained. Like that's the main goal yeah. of all this. And if there are new to ways watch... to emulate like a wrestling, a real wrestling experience, like exactly. of course we should be trying them. And yeah. you and I kind of grew side by side in that because that's the yeah. reason why I started animating was because I was mm -hmm. kind of tired of there not being enough for me to like pull off something as realistic as I wanted due to my own OCD. Yeah. And um, it brings me to a good point. Like, advancements in second life wrestling are few and far between right and mm -hmm. it, like that sort of uh line here kind of crossed on twitter today i don't know if any of you saw this and this is maybe like a drama subject okay but nice. at the same time whatever like yeah. respectfully there's a tweet sent out by uh someone i guess from premiere uh I, i'm really not familiar with them i know abdullah you said you worked with them recently and, and they were you know, find to work with, which is, you know, great. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, coming to attack anyone personally. It was just this tweet. Let me explain why I felt like it was, uh, it was a little negatively charged. Uh, it was something about like, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen, but it was like in two years, we graduated 47 people from 200 plus applying rookies. We worked hard, uh, stop poaching our talent, have respect. And it felt like really, uh, there obviously people it ruffled people's feathers one of them being viola and i i can see why truly uh, this is no hate to premiere but we we have a history of uh someone from premiere coming into vwe to try to to try to poach talent back when back when poaching talent was like a a bad thing or something that was like completely off limits because the the line of poaching now like if you if you really think you own your talent that much that you can you know they can be poached it's it's really weird but at the yep. same time um yeah it, it back then it was a thing and so i, I know people from premiere were banned at our sim and, and of course we had someone from premiere in our fed who kind of confirmed this suspicion and, if, and not suspicion we knew what happened and um after that it, it was sort of like there are, you know, if if you look at premier rosters, sometimes you see similarities and no hate, but it's like, yeah. uh, you know, someone came to, to Mo for, you know, with his brand fight to try to buy like yeah. my custom skateboard that I had for my gimmick for their skater gimmick. You know, there's, there's weird lines like that. And that's why I think that tweet rubbed people the wrong way. It's because you're saying have respect like here we are we've trained 47 people and you know stop poaching our talent it's like you're kind of telling people to do something that you yourself have done in the past and i can't say that we've it wasn't directed at us i guess we've never poached talent but it, it just seemed that tweet seemed uh 
do you do you agree or disagree with me that it felt like there was some ego behind the tweet and it wasn't made for like a reason that he's claiming that it was made? yeah it's it's a again yeah the danny i i don't work with him he was in the same event that world Hall event i just did he worked with henry but he was in the call and we like chatted and it was like a pleasant nice guy nothing against him i don't you know dislike him or anything um but it's a bit it threw me off because yeah i mean let's be real premiere had the stigma of like i i've always said it's the amount they've you know they used to try poaching a lot of people and they contact people through their premier talent agent alt um, i've been personally yeah yeah same and, and like it's again i'm it's an interesting like two-way thing because it's like it's not anymore like you know we don't have those contracts where it says we're exclusive so poaching for me isn't really a thing because you can just have a chat with someone and ask them like oh do you want to join our fed but like i i get why people see that like bad taste whatever but again that's like a whole other point but coming from someone in premiere it's a bit um it's funky hypocritical yeah it's a like you know i i would always say i'd respect the shamelessness that they yeah because they would unapologetically do it and it's fine whatever that's their thing if they wanted to but there's controversy the with the trickster has, and the trickster gimmicks and there's oh, it's not there's just that one, there's, there's like there's you know this and that and this and that but the thing is we're nobody's really giving that much of a shit you know what i mean so yeah. for it to come yeah. from them it's it's kind of it's weird uh i agree yeah and also the the other part of the tweet of like we've trained 47 people or whatever it it, it sounds like trained. a flashy big number yeah it's it's a flashy big number or whatever like we don't have that many trained people but i think yeah. there's you know limits of like oh all right you can hit a rope shoot get out there but you know yeah. like yeah. there's a bit there's of difference of like how standards it's like yeah honestly for me we have not like we we've trained people and 47 people have certainly not passed what our standard requires yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and like yeah. those the elements of training did not start with premiere um yeah they start farther back than even vwe but i mean like mm. as far as advancements in training double rope shooting that stuff came it came from vwe i'm just gonna say it it, it did <laughs> but no one's trying to say we own that you know what i mean so I just, when you're saying like, oh yeah, we graduated 47 people, it's like, well, define trained and define graduated because for us, that might not be the same meaning, Yeah, yeah. but truly no hate to this guy. Like we, the 100%. reaction or the, the interaction we had at the end was respectful and like, yeah, I'm sure he's a, a nice guy. It just, it, the tweet came across weird to me. I didn't want it to make it about drama. I wanted it to be respectful, but yeah, it was, um. If you have any more thoughts, you can elaborate. But I think that kind of, uh, you know, yeah, poaching is a, yeah, but the the term poaching, anyway, it's like, yeah, I don't, know, I, I don't think it it really has any in this weight. day and age, like, yeah, in, yeah. The, in this time, I feel like everyone's free to do whatever they yeah. want. Um, no, no Fed should really be exclusive because at the end of the day, that person's doing it with their own free time. And they can go wherever they want. And yeah. it's their character at the end of the day. So they could treat it however they want. If they want to fuck it up and go to like seven different feds and burn out real quick, they can. Um, it's their own fault. You're not going to be losing someone forever because there right. are thousands of us in this game, millions, if anything, in this game. And they, you get new ones. Yeah. So it's like, it, and it's, it brings me back to the, the status that maybe sometimes people think people in BW are snobs. Like, I don't know how to defend that statement, you know what I mean? But all I can say is, like, if you joined VWE, you'd be surprised by how completely relaxed, you know, we are. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing we, we require is, like, we're strict on match uh, time limits and we're strict on quality. Yeah. And, like, other, like, there's no exclusivity. There's no, if you're here holding a title, you can't hold a title there. We don't restrict people. We truly, yeah. like... We're there to have fun, especially after, you know, the events of of Seth Cameron leaving. VWE before yeah. then was like a very toxic environment, as most people would 100%. say. Yeah. And I think that one of VWE's like most fatal errors, I believe, was, let's say, a good portion between 2019 and 2021. And yeah. it was the idea was to completely operate VWE like a business. 
And so by the time Wrestle Series 12 came, came around, the only fucking thing people cared about was getting sponsors. And like, here's the thing, sponsors are not bad, but it was all about sponsors it was all about cloud it was all about numbers even like the home sim for vwe was completely fucking taken over by other projects to the point where the sim was so laggy that we could not put on a wrestling show you know what i mean there was yeah. so many scripts for for things that were being designed for the sim that were not revolving around wrestling and and that all you know it comes from sponsors and cloud and and whatever but the the heart of the people at vwe we just wanted to put on a wrestling show so it it almost wasn't about wrestling anymore because everybody would like so fucking badly that we couldn't, you know, put on a fucking match. And the problem was, you know what happened when we brought this up. You know what, you know what I mean? You you guys, yeah. I'm sure, remember what happened when we brought concerns like that up. It's like, I guess I'll go fuck myself. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll take the yeah. whole sim down. It was always like a big ordeal. And we're just like, please, ma'am, can you just disable the scripts for the public? You know what I mean? That's all we fucking wanted. It wasn't like we wanted... Yeah. A new sim um fast forward to january 2022 where everything changed because suddenly we could just make it exclusively about wrestling you know we were so fucking output from sponsors at that point that we were basically like fuck the idea of needing to strain ourselves to get high audience numbers because it was at the point where we were doing fucking linden giveaways to people who stayed during the show it was like you were pulling people in for the wrong reasons yeah. So where do you think, like, in that time span that VWE was going wrong? And how would you compare it to what we do today? And and I mean this to everybody, like, listening. Like, obviously, we're going to talk highly about VWE because we work very hard on it. So I'm just curious yeah. to ask them, like, if what they're most proud of, like, right now, you know, compared to, compared to back then where I just described everything that I did yeah. and, and to what you're doing today. Like, I'm just curious what your general thoughts are. Um, for me personally, I feel like um, back then it, when I, because I've been in the VWE, like you said, for so long. I mean, I've been in the start with different management, um, different people running it, and I've been through it all. But I can confidently say that during this change, when we, when, when it was taken over and we had that change post, 2019 to 2022 when we took it over in 2022 and kind of changed it it sounds cheesy to say but um when the vwe logo changed from highlighting the e in a different color or the v i forgot which one it is now but when the w changed to a different color wrestling when that became the focus i think it became the most fun i've ever had because before it always felt like there were times where it was fun of course i'm not going to say that but there most of the time i can confidently say that it felt like a job and it felt like i had to be there like abdullah said in the beginning um that that whole thing about the grandfather my our grandfather passing away and and them telling him to be here it, it was in vwe right abdullah yeah yeah so so that did make it feel like a job and then the whole sponsorship thing and wanting sponsors and all that because to be honest at the end of the, and at the end of the day these sponsors no shade to them and it's obviously great to have sponsors but they wouldn't really care about what we do they weren't interested in uh, the product yeah exactly like they, they just want the clout they just want the some people do want to help i'm not saying that like every sponsor is bad but at the end of the day for us personally it wouldn't really boost our marketing or or like like we've had no sponsors this entire time since 2022 and yet we've had the most the biggest crowds every single week we hold 70 plus people on weekly shows which is never yeah. i've never seen that in my entire 13 years here um and then free previews go up to like 90 and then yeah. the sim gets capped and stuff you know so yeah and i what i think is really cool about that is that when we decided to keep vwe going i mean when I say, I'm not going to talk about this right now, or maybe I will another time, but when I tell you the hell that we were put through during the transition of ownership to VWE, oh, yeah. we were put through the ringer, and I don't mean that lightly. Me especially, okay? Put through the fucking yeah. ringer. And so we were literally, we were, I'm telling you, we were, we had decided to shut down. We were like, we're just going to close it. And then I don't know what yeah, happened last second. Yeah, I, it was the official decision. I don't know what happened yeah. last second where we were like, let's keep it going. 
we were like, I don't care if the like, 20 people show up to or 20 people are on the sim or 30 yeah. people are on the sim. We're just going to, you know, have fun doing our shit. And then I think it kind of all surprised us when like we were getting more people coming to see the show than when, you know, we were dealing with all these sponsors and dealing with like, you know, this and mm -hmm. that. It, we were kind of surprised and, uh, and by the way, not people like, um, you know, other feds, because again, there's something with VWE where people have this thing against people in VWE. We don't get many people from other feds coming to watch our shows like yeah. other feds do. Cause yeah, that all, like, 70 that I mentioned is not like not majority of other feds. It's like, no, random they don't, people people that we don't, don't see. like whether, whether it's a furry community, again, I'm not throwing shade, but like they don't come to watch us unless, you know, they have a friend there, then they'll come for that match and leave. But we don't get people from other feds coming yeah. to our shows anymore. And that's, have no, people, that's no shade. That's like, not all, no. it, none, none at all. It's, it's just like, it, it goes to show if you're willing to just have fun and not really worry about the politics, like it, it, it does help. Yeah. I, I think also like when you, you talk about like, you know, you guys decided to shut it down and then decided not to, I think that talk, again, talking about the difference from 2019 into 2021, that period, not like we didn't have fun, not like I didn't have fun with the storylines with you, Morgan, and Knight, and whatever. All that. Like, we did some cool stuff back then, but it was always like, like now how we do it is like, we'll have fun on the Friday, we'll do the shows, and we'll work on it, you know, one one day before the show or whatever, write our match and set it up. And then, but like, the rest of the week is like completely like stress free, not thinking yeah. about anything else. You don't think before about it. Was, and before it was like, you're done with your match, but you have a million other things to do and a million other things to please people to please and like sponsors and when they got to a point where stuff was happening on the show to please a sponsor and it's like yeah. that it shouldn't be like that and i remember when during that period when you know the, the, i literally remember it being said by you know seth and the rest of them they wanted vw to be like self-run you know like funded through the profit like make profit in vw which yeah. sounds great and it's like a great you know oh it's like this la la land whatever thing you want but in order to do that like you have a lot of stores in in sl where the store owners it's their living that's what they do but to get to that point they put so much time and effort to get to that point to get to like a point where even just break even, but then you should, we want to make profit in VW. Everyone has to put like 10 times more effort and take so much time from their real life just yeah. to make that a possibility. And no one, no one wanted to do that. Like we set up a, a, a hotel to get people to rent just so we could make money. And then like, you know, the other like ways Seth and them were making money, like it, it, it sucked all the fun out of like, cause we had yeah. great times with like the, the matches we've done, like me and you, Morgan. And like, it was great on the Friday when we do the show and like, we'd have fun doing that. Yeah. But then the focus on business and all of that you shit just sucks. Move, the life you had to it. move through a mountain of shit to get to like the, the fun. Yeah, and the problem was the fun was, it was pretty self-directed. At least I can tell in our case, because we used oh, to, yeah. you know, we're pitching our storylines. We're pitching this, we're pitching that. It's like, yeah. But and the focus was always just on like okay money you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah. and I think that's why like VW became more successful after the fact even though you know people you weren't you're not supposed to Sam fucking Luciano like well Seth is gone now you're not gonna fucking <laughs> you're gonna move to a quarter yeah. Sim yeah you know what I mean like Sorry, shut the fuck up Sam Luciano <laughs> like eat my fucking ass dude like you literally know nothing um, but besides the fact you that's that's how it went like the goal for everybody we were like i don't want any stress i just want to have fun so we were just yeah. like we're just going to put these shows on their passion project at this point if 20 people show up to the sim what the fuck ever we're just we're wanting to put on you know yeah. a, a wrestling show that we have fun putting together yeah. not worrying about like all of the stress that comes with it because i think a lot of us that are here like we we know how to take second life like not too seriously uh but yeah. enough to the point where we can put on a good show but yeah and, and there's never a moment where it's like oh yeah you need to be here you know what i mean like yeah. it's not that whatsoever and and the feeling the, i feel like the feeling of family was never there to be honest it was fake uh, through, yeah yeah Very i feel fake. like this this part that we're in now i feel like i can confidently say that 
we're all such a tight knit family in the VWE right now that not to say that anyone coming from the outside won't be welcome. If anything, we welcome everyone. Like even the newer people who have just joined, they feel like they've never been a part of it. I've gotten messages and IMs from the newcomers that have come to the VWE now and been like, oh my God, like this is so fun. And it'd be like, yeah, exactly. Like we're not taking anything too seriously. And hats off to Mikey and Danny for that first part when they did the the fast build and through the transition. It was that tough. was crazy. It was fucking tough. Yeah. Yeah. But like to do that in such a short time because they wanted to help just brought everyone so so much closer together. And I feel like yeah. from that point onwards, it was so easy to like come to each other and talk to each other and just ask for help you know, which was never the case before. I feel like yeah. it was always like a hush-hush rule, don't speak to this person, or like, yeah. um, if you speak to this person, you get shit-talked, or... That's but, exactly why know. I think VWE, like, is in the... where it is at this moment. It's because it's not... Do you remember... <laughs> do you guys remember when I was put on Virtual Secrets? <laughs> that I'll put it on the screen, <laughs> yeah. the dictator. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking love that picture, first of all. Yeah. Thank you for the beautiful edit. You know who you are. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> what's so funny about it it's completely opposite it's like everything is decided as a group it's okay like you might see mine and viola's name you know on the sim ownership and whatnot but it's literally the all we don't do anything besides pay the rent being responsible yeah. paying the rent everyone decides what we do as a group as a story there's not one person being like this is how it's going to go and that's the only way it's going to go and that's what I think works right now for us. These are the biggest example of people coming into, like people like Henry and uh, Rex, K-Pow, whatever, or like Dylan. Like people that, is, I speak on Henry's, I don't want to speak on Henry's behalf, but I, I can safely say he didn't want to join prior yeah. to this like change. Um, now, like he would tell you too, or like K-Pow would tell you too, like the feeling within VWE is so different. Like it's it's it doesn't it doesn't feel like a job. And there's so much like, transparency in what everyone's doing like if you if you're not booking someone for a reason you have no problem going to tell them why and this is the reasons and blah blah and like before it would just be like there'd be a separate call where everyone gets shit talked or whatever and like yeah. i'm not slowly, you know, someone because out. they killed me in a game you know what i mean <laughs> which has happened but, but yeah. you know what i mean it's yeah it's a collective effort and without every moving piece, which without every person, like we wouldn't be able to, to do it. Like I am not VWE, like VWE is VWE. And you know, we all come together and it, that's what makes it work. And I think that's where like, that's when I say community, I usually just mean like us as a community, yeah. VWE as a community, because the problem is like, there are a lot of times where I really cannot support what happens outside of the VW community. And and the thing is, I, I really do like to go check out other shows when I can. I really, like, I don't have a lot of time. Like, I work a full-time job. I have hobbies. You know, I just want to go out. I want to skate. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to just yeah. be on SL. Yeah. And so, when it comes to community, take of it what you will. But... You guys can sometimes make it very hard to support the outside community. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, I'm gonna talk about this tweet now. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on the screen. If you're watching on on the YouTube, uh, this will be timestamped, and you'll be able to uh, also see images. So if you want to watch in YouTube for a different experience, you know, for some images to the to the voice, go for it. All right, so. Before I like to, before I really dig in to this subject, I'd like to to clarify that this is not petty drama and this is not an opinion. Okay, I'm going to speak to you only about the facts that I know. Uh, between the months of July 2021 and December 2021, there were a couple of auctions held that were sponsored by MJ Animations, Wildfire, and Fight. By the way, <laughs> this is this is the auction indeed where the uh, you know the infamous. First person to face Morgan Jones in 2022, which, by the way, sold to Jeffrey Fireguard fucking simp for, I believe, 20,000 20, Lindens, which is ridiculous. And I, of course, I saw none of those Lindens, by the way. Not that it matters, which I thought was, you know, maybe for a VWE for the sim. It's just who, 
who does that shit and not really, you know, ask someone. Like, I was basically like a chess piece in that, but I digress. One of the items in one of these auctions, I believe it was the Wrestle Series auction, this item was to be created by Seth Cameron for the person who purchased it, and the closing bid was 50,000 Lindens to Dante, the owner of UFW. This custom title belt was not only never created for Dante, but his money was also never refunded. In fact, I have a screenshot from Seth after he'd left VWE telling me that Dante had already tried reaching out to him about the money. So it's clear that Seth has never paid Dante the money back for this item, and he was never going to entertain the idea of even creating it in the first place. Um, if you can't provide the product, please give him a refund, okay? I spoke with Dante recently and he told me that he had still never received this refund, I wanted to confirm, and he was simply blocked by those he tried to contact about it. It actually got to a point where, I, I wish I had a screenshot of this, maybe with some like deeper digging I'll find it, because you know, Gazo Pro and whatnot, but Seth, Seth ended up putting in his profile for any auction items to be delivered, contact Morgan Jones, which... <laughs> If you know the whole fucking story about all of the missing money from, from the VW Reserve that was meant to pay the SIM tier, you would know that we were left with maybe 25k and 5 days left on the tier. On a tier that cost 68,000 Lindens. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up to scam someone out of their money, but then to try to make someone else responsible for it. 50,000 Lindens is approximately 200 US dollars if you're, you know, interested in the conversion. It's real life fucking money. And here's the thing, a lot of people, they, they know this story. This is not new information. <laughs> That's what's so fucking funny about this, is this is not new information. This is information I have brought to people, okay? This is, this is, this proof is not new. And I promised I would only speak on and what I knew as a fact and not speculation or opinion. Because if I were to speak on opinion, my opinion were to be that 130,000 Lindens was being paid towards the VWE SIM support every month, and approximately 98 US dollars a month was being raised on Patreon, that of course magically fucking disappeared into thin air. But the fact is, there's more than just this incident with Dante. I personally bid on and won the custom entrance in lights, which I believe I paid for like 20, 20k Lindens, because Second Life, you know, transaction history only goes back a few months, but I believe... I believe it was 20 to 22k. And I know for a fact that a guaranteed championship win, which, guys, we fucking know that that's like such a stupid auction <laughs> item in the first place. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sold for the same amount as maybe like, uh, I think it was the same amount that the, custom, the, the match with me was. It was, I think it was around 20k. And I know this because like, I, someone else was bidding on it and Foxy Bethan was bidding on it and we like, we pulled together some money to to bid on it for Foxy yeah. Bethan. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, we, we honored whatever we could from the auction after Seth had left. And that guaranteed uh, championship ended up taking place under mine and Viola's management. So if you're seeing a trend here, the 20K, you know, for that disappeared too. Uh, let's just say for a second, uh, let's, let's forget for like a moment, like about my belief that money was unlawfully being taken from VWE. Let's just say... Because, you know, all it takes is the one person to be like, well, there's not enough evidence. Um, all the, You know, uh, let's put it aside for a second. Let's shelve it. Okay? Shelve it. 50,000 Lindens was stolen from UFW. The owner of UFW has filed a fraud report to Linden Labs. The, the prod, look, unfortunately, uh, Linden Labs is probably not going to give a fuck. So as a community, it really is up to us to look closely at behavior that is not acceptable and this is what i mean when I, I i don't care if you don't like me i don't care if you fucking hate me i don't care if you call this petty drama or, or whatever i don't care i'm not doing this because of my personal belief towards any individual i have no intention of trying to drag someone's personality through the mud as toxic as i may believe them to be it, it's not my job and it's not my business what i am saying is fifty thousand lindens was stolen and people in this community are allowing this person to come back in and reap more benefits from the community without ever being held accountable. There has been a zero attempt at accountability. I think it's so fucked up that you can allow someone who has stolen money, money. This is not a game. Linden, Lindens convert to real life money. Someone who is a creator like me knows this. 
someone who has stolen money from another fed in our community and you think it's acceptable to allow this person to come in, collaborate, contribute, and, and even participate in charity events, fucking charity events. I had to back out of sponsoring a charity event for the Trevor Project, which is a cause that I have personally raised over $1,000 for. I had to back out because this charity event was being held in a space that allowed Seth Cameron to sponsor and participate in. Can we put this, the two of you, can we put this under a fucking microscope real quick? If you were running a charity event, a person with a fraud report who has stolen money, would you think it's a fucking smart idea to allow them to be anywhere near a charity event? I don't give a fuck how far away from the money he was. I don't care if he was the sponsor. I don't care. It's fucked up. It's fucked it up. Especially, especially when the person is clearly tr trying to not be in, in the center of attention or be in the spotlight. And they're just like in the background kind of hiding um, still not speaking to anyone, still having everyone blocked, and still not being mentioned when it's a hush hush There's thing. There's no accountability. That's are always that's always shady. So, that's always shady when the person is not even on the map. Yeah. So I, I'm just genuinely asking. I I'd like to clarify. I really I do not mean any bad intent on any wrestlers or general partic participants in this scenario. You know this is not. This is not Fed bashing. I like people from, you know, Feds that are sort of involved in this. Uh, yep. Everyone knows I make my own contributions to the community with animations and whatever. And everybody knows that I treat anyone from any Fed the exact same. People that are in VWE and, and also in another Fed, I treat them exactly the same. And I, I personally, I would love to spend more time outside of, you know, the VWE bubble. But these choices, <laughs> these choices, man, make it very hard to offer my support. So for the talent, like, this is not your battle. This is not your problem. My problem is with any individuals who openly allow a person who has scammed money to walk back in without accepting any accountability. It is your responsibility. Do you not fucking understand that? Because to me, it's not fucking rocket science. You cater to this community. You rely on this community. You benefit from this community. You take absolutely no fucking accountability for the fact that money was stolen from your community. This is your responsibility, so fucking deal with it like adults. And for the last time, this is not petty drama. This is real money. If every individual paid for fucking something from one of these auctions either did not get the product or their money, if every single one of those individuals receive a refund, this will no longer be a problem for me because I'm not interested in creating a problem with someone on a personal level, no matter how I feel about them. It is just not fair that there is being... There's no accountability being taken for money being stolen. It's not that fucking hard. So if you listen to this and your first thought is to think, fuck that guy or I hate or I hate Morgan Jones, what fucking part of your fucking frontal lobe, your fucking temporal lobe is malfunctioning? Because what I am saying here is not unreasonable. I just want accountability. I want people to get back what they are owed. You are this is money from a fucking fed in your community. So fucking deal with it. Do you have any, you two have anything you'd like to add? <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it for all of us. Um, but just to add to this point in the sense of auctions and stuff, we have held an auction since uh, in the VWE at Wrestle Series. And um, people who have orders from Fight, um, we've had people that, yes, orders do take long. I mean, it's only me and Mikey that are meshing stuff. And we do keep open dialogue between the people. And it's it's not our job to chase you after stuff at the end of the day. But at the same time, we've had a person come to us and be like, oh, this is taking too long. And we've refunded the amount fully, fully, 100%. And we've done it. And that's what should be done in cases like this. Yeah. And just a little preface, if, if anyone's... Ha anyone has an order from the past wrestle series that we haven't fulfilled please message myself uh, james silvius on second life and we'll get it sorted like that's the thing we don't chase you at the end of the day but at the same time we're not scamming yeah they're good we're, dudes. we're they're open good dudes yeah. and and at the end of the day a refund is the bare minimum it's the bare yeah. minimum if you're not going to get your product they'll give you a refund and that's that's mm -hmm. how anything should work yeah and this is not by the way like 
the whole, you know, Seth taking 50,000 Lindens is not like, uh, Mo, how, how, many, how long did it take you to get your custom uh, title that you paid yeah. God knows how long for? I think it was 2017 Beach Brawl. Um, I paid, how much did I pay? I think like 50,000 Lindens, something yeah, around that. Yeah. yeah, a ridiculous amount. And I, and this, and, and well, we mentioned him, Seth had promised to get me that title. We've spoken about it literally the month after we spoke about it. He gave me some ideas. He gave me a mock-up of the design, but I didn't get it until like 2020 or 2019. So that was two to three years. And the only reason I did get it was because I asked for a fucking refund. I asked for a refund being like, I've waited two fucking years. I shouldn't have waited two years. You know, it's not the right thing to do. Like, but then I asked for a refund and he was like, oh no, I'll get it to you. Don't worry. And I still had to wait another few months. And only then did I get it. And I only wanted that custom title because of Christina at the time uh, to get a custom like Christina Krovac title and kind of make it a big deal. But I only had gotten that after losing the title again, like two times and winning it on my last run as Christina. So you can put that into perspective. Uh, I don't win. Christina didn't win the title every year. Um, It was like years apart. And I only got it on my like fifth title reign when I had ordered it probably on my first or second. Do you see what we mean? Like, we are not asking for much. We are asking for below the bare minimum. Okay? That's it. Hold people fucking accountable for their shit. Because we're tired. We're tired old bitches. And it's just not fair. It's just not fair, guys. Right? Yeah. I also ordered a... um, a what what are they called? They're little toys. Um, the figures, the bank figures. Oh right? yeah. I ordered a custom one for Isabel Martinez. Oh. Right? Years yeah. ago, when you know, <laughs> um, and I never got it till now. I mean, I I completely forgot about it until now. To didn't be honest, we, didn't um, we also get Abdullah the the goat triple pack? The goat, yeah, the goat. Yeah. Oh yeah, we never got that too. We never got that too. <laughs> the goat triple pack, the custom Funko Pops or whatever yeah. bang whatever they call them yeah um yeah Real quick never to got like, those to the neck beard like sitting in your basement right now like and you're thinking like well that's two and inc- two incidents i speculate there's more than just two of these incidents that they're remembering at this moment mm-hmm. it has a long fucking history and i could i could do a fucking whole hour of this podcast talking about what i you know feel like was going on it's it's not it's not crazy trust me that they realizing now that they didn't get what they bought years ago it's on brand in fact and if anything screams shadiness or whatever scam for someone to for when he threw the fed on you to leave everything and then put on his second life profile the front the first page in his second life profile any auction items contact morgan jones for something that you weren't involved in at all i was not involved no matching no, nothing. I, I actually was had your been move? involved in those Fine. auctions, and I had delivered every animation that I was, uh, you know, supposed yeah. to deliver for that auction. Mm-hmm. And and what I need you all to know as well, it's really fucked up that, you know, him and I were supposed to be good friends. And I had gotten out of the hospital that day. My friends have seen incoherent texts from me because I was under anesthesia. So I got home, and I had this shitstorm unloaded on me. The Fed was dropped into my lap. I did not ask for it. Uh, titles were withheld, titles that belonged to BWE, money was withheld. And, and this is stuff that I can all fucking talk about all day, but I don't want to distract you from the fact that in, like, there is proof that 50,000 Lindens was stolen from UFW. Everything else that I'm saying, you can call it speculation, but here's your fucking fact, right? 50K. Someone's, whoever, if you're fucking dealing with Seth and you're allowing him in this community, you're allowing him to reap more benefits from this community, then I expect you to pay Dante 50 fucking K. And you know what? I'll, I'll take my 20 K as well, you know, while you're at it, but at least pay Dante's fucking 50 K. Okay. And, and, and make fucking better choices. People you're, you're hurting your wrestlers in your fed because people don't want to show up because of who you're associating with for a good fucking reason. It's not because we don't like him because he, you know, called me a, uh, and I was going to say the F slur, but, you know, I'm gay. I can make that joke, blah, 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 blah. But, um, <laughs> but that, it, that's, that's all it is. I don't need to say any more about it. Yep. Uh, 
lighter topics will be shared okay on this podcast this is this is not a trend i did not make the podcast just for this trust me uh <laughs> there's a lot planned we're gonna have some guests and uh, like one of my big things going forward is I'm, I'm going to make a more of an attempt to to come to uh other feds to like watch shows and stuff and i i truly i'm not going to get on here and, and shit talk you like i i what i hope is that i'm able to um be surprised and like pick out things that I like from from other feds and then I can you know talk about them it's not doesn't have to be shit talk you know what I mean again this is not a drama podcast and and what I just said what everything that just happened was said it's not drama that's the problem it's fact and it's real and it's fucking crime and that's that's it I think that uh that should that should conclude us for the day thank you for you know coming on and listening to you know we talked about a lot and then of course you heard me yell so i'm sure you had a good time <laughs> great time i loved it yeah it was, it was super fun all right we're out one two three four audacity Audacity. That's the term of the day. Yeah. Pertaining to a way a kind of person behaves. A description. Hmm, how would you word it? Maybe it's guts or just being assertive. Uh. You can spot them in any walk of life. From the prophet type to your boss or wife. Uh -huh. And maybe they're vain and plain narcissistic. But equipped with enough heart to risk it. Coming across a bit bold and arrogant. But when they leave, we want to know where they went. So we can cry. The nerve of that guy. But with envy, because we're uh. uncertain and shy. Just wishing to succeed, we run for the well.